0: And now, the B.C. Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is B.C. Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey.
1: Hello, British Columbia. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm
2: Casey Wilson.
1: Five weeks to Christmas. Have you got your shopping uh, even started, Casey? Or is it all complete?
2: I'm very motivated for this show, Tony, because no, it's not complete.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk today a little bit about supplies, and uh, so you might get even more motivated listening to the show. But first of all, coming up, uh, we can't wait to catch up with Victoria restaurant scene. Greg Hayes is joining us from Cafe Brio Victoria, uh, uh, Cafe Brio in Victoria. And Casey, you know what? I think that that restaurant opened about the same time this show started. It
2: did. I was thinking the Uh, same thing. 1997.
1: Yeah. Wow. Still in business. We're going to find out why. Uh, We're also going to head south to Northern California wine country, Sonoma County, to be specific, to speak with an old friend of ours, Randy Ullum. Is he a wine master that you you enjoy speaking to, Casey?
2: Very much. Just a top of the class.
1: Yep, Kendall Jackson, we'll talk a little bit about Chardonnay, we'll talk about the harvest and uh, he's got a couple of cool things cooking too uh, that we're going to ask him about uh, new uh, since the last time we spoke and then joining us uh, uh, also today is our old friend Karen McSherry, Gourmet Warehouse. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, Casey, anything in particular that caught your eye that we might speak about today?
2: Yes, well you t- you told Karen you need a new toaster and she gave true. you a great answer.
1: Yeah, Okay, so we'll uh, we'll talk about toasters as well as many other things from uh, the Gourmet Warehouse. Coming up next, though, because of potential supply issues, we'll talk about the reasons you need to get your holiday shopping done sooner later with Chris Hoffmeister. He's the CEO of Select Wines in Canada. I'm Anthony Gizmondi. I'm
2: Casey Wilson.
1: You're listening to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. We'll take a quick break, but we'll be right back with the show.
0: There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network.
3: Committed to handcrafting wines of distinction in Cowichan Valley, Unsworth Vineyards and Restaurant is a celebration of all things Vancouver Island. From a seasonally inspired menu showcasing fresh, local, sustainable ingredients to exceptional service and award-winning wines, Unsworth Vineyards gives bold new meaning to -to farm-to-table cuisine. Enjoy a delectable menu in a gorgeous restaurant where casual meets elegant. Sip and savor refreshingly delicious wines overlooking panoramic vineyard views. Reserve today at unsworthvineyards.com.
0: Discover the good life right in your own backyard. Destination? The Watermark Beach Resort in beautiful Asuyus. Featuring spectacular views of Asuyus Lake, walking distance to shops, plus dining at the Watermark's very own 15-park bistro. And make sure to book your spring and summer travel now to avoid disappointment at the South Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
4: The Maipo Valley is a -a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com.
0: Your wine collection is your pride and joy. Years of searching and selecting has merited you an enviable list, but it's time to find a new home for some or all of your wine. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offer collectors a safe and inexpensive way to liquidate their collections online. Experts in the field with knowledge and acumen to maximize the return on your assets. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com now back to bc food and wine radio here's anthony gizmondi and casey wilson
1: hello british columbia from nelson and victoria and all cities in between here on the bc food and wine radio network our first guest today is chris hoffmeister he's the ceo of select wines canada uh, one of the largest uh, distributors of uh, wine alcohol in canada chris how are you
5: I'm great, Tony. I'm great, Tony. Great to hear you, and uh, thanks for invite- thanks for inviting me to uh, well, the show today. Y-
1: yeah, it's it's great to have you. I think it's a bit topical. A lot of people are worried about supply chains, and you know what's happening with products. And so we thought it would be kind of fun to talk to you. Maybe not so much fun, but to find out what's going on in the wine, spirit, beer business, and 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 what all this could mean over the holidays.
2: And Chris, I it's Casey, and I really want to know about the supply chain for champagne.
1: <laughs> I bet you do. Well, Casey, Tony,
5: you guys picked uh you guys picked the sexiest topic to talk about right now, that's for sure. Um it is uh no it's it, it, it keeping it um PG here on the radio, it is uh it's a mess. It's a big, big mess. Um it's been we've had consistent logistics problems since really January of twenty twenty when there were a lot of containers held up in China and weren't being unloaded uh because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And now the, we're, at a, we're at an absolute um, uh, critical point here with, uh, with supply chain. And it's affecting us in all sorts of ways, you know, whether it was the flooding that wiped out rail lines and, and high, uh, major highways in British Columbia of late. That's just sort of the cherry on the top to it all. It's yeah. a, we're in a bad situation today. Oh.
1: So you're like you can get product from Europe, but you can't get it here, or you get it here and you can't get it unloaded. Where where is the big blockage?
5: Well, it's a it's a combination of things. I give you an example of something that happened recently. We had containers sitting on a dock in a uh, in a uh, in Europe, and uh, there was a boat. I think in our situation, it was close to fifteen or twenty containers waiting to get loaded on a boat. And, um, the carrier, not, not the third party logistics supplier. I've got to give my, my partner container world a big plug for doing everything that they can to, to get our product here. Mm-hmm. But it's the, it's the shipper, it's the, uh, it's the carrier that made a decision not to put, you know, you know, pretty much all of my containers on that boat, even though that they were booked and ready to go, they chose to take other kinds of cargo that might have paid higher rates for their containers. So... The problem we're getting is that we're still under the impression that it's on the boat, and uh, about a week before it lands, we uh, the great secrets revealed that our, none of our products on the boat, and we uh, have a real big delta in um, in supply and demand at that point. So yeah, yeah, we've got it's been a it's been a real problem. That's part of the issue. The shippers now have all the power, and they're choosing what cargo to load uh the other side of it is just absolute congestion and and complete um challenges with uh having enough labor Mm. in the docks to get uh get containers and boats unloaded
1: and and uh we hear a lot about prices going up Are, are you being gouged or are the consumers being gouged or is it just legitimate that there's nothing here so of course the price has to go up it's not it's
5: not a supply and demand price adjustment that's going on. Um, this it's a it's a price adjustment that's occurring as a result of incredible inflation on the value of those containers. and then just the, again, the cost of unloading. I'll give you an example this week, we were told that because there's so many now containers uh, that are empty in the marketplace that haven't been able to move out for one reason or another demurrage which is basically storage for those containers that's being charged back to us. So yeah. um wow. uh, we're now paying even for empty containers that have been unloaded and are sitting uh, or floating as it be it might be right now in the Fraser Valley somewhere.
1: And and if you if you put those costs into the wine uh, on the retail shelf then the government marks that up, right? Because it's part of their the system the way that they work.
5: Yeah, it's a. It is. Uh, it is the way that markup works. Uh, I certainly don't feel like they're intending to make any extra money off of, off of our shipping issues and our in the inflation in that way. But it is the case. Mm. And you know, well, let's if there get... is proper inflation. Sorry, uh, Anthony it's okay. and Casey. I just say there's proper inflation occurring at the wineries too, because now they're having real problems getting glass. Uh, their dry materials are uh, costing them a lot more because of they're paying extra for containers to deliver grass ga- and uh, uh, cost of gas just to truck those containers in. So we're seeing even cost adjustments coming out of our wineries related to their need for for dry goods.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, let's get back to Casey's question about what, what do you think we will be low on, or do do we have stock, or uh, like should we be panicking or not? I mean, I don't want anybody panicking, but what would you suggest?
5: Well, I think that first and foremost, there are some countries that are really shipping well to us. Uh, okay. The ones that are really struggling are, are South America and Europe, for sure, uh, because South America's cut down from, I think, three to one carrier, and Europe because of what I just explained. But um, so, uh, w- you, I think we're still going to be pretty flush with, um, uh, wines from North America, uh, Oregon, California, British Columbia, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, those wines Australia? should be, uh, uh, Australia is tricky, uh, because the containers still get caught up in the same congestion.
1: Yeah.
6: But,
5: and if you take a look at the New Zealand shelves right now, they don't look very good for many of the market leading brands. They are just mm-hmm. out of stock entirely. So. Um, I think that some of the things you're going to see change as well and it, especially around Christmas is uh, price promotion and things where people expected to buy certain wines on deals. those deals are being cut back just because there's not enough supply to support it. But uh, to, to Casey's question about champagne, yeah, I would be concerned about champagne. Um, there isn't a lot available in the market. Um, many of the uh, smaller uh, distributors struggle you know to have enough capital to, put out to uh, acquire enough champagne for, even for Christmas. And this issue has just got their money tied up on the water. So um, uh, champagne is one of those areas where you might want to start shopping for, you know, California sparkling or local sparkling. Uh, Those are all good choices at this point. And
2: do you think that this, um, these issues are going to drive the weight of wine bottles? You know, you can get light, much lighter bottles, but some are so heavy. Do you think People will start making decisions to go light
5: well I think that just carbon neutral as a whole is a is an important um, uh, I hate to say a trend it's a necessity and um, uh, so people are looking at uh, other lightweight options that's why you know bag in the box is an example Uh, there's good premium bag in the box available in the market Um, and uh, sales of those that that format have been just skyrocketing since the pandemic and um they are that's a far more carbon neutral uh, answer to wine consumption than glass. Yeah. Um, but lightweight glass is uh, you know is certainly helpful um, I'm it doesn't really have too much of a bearing on tear restrictions on the on the in a container so the weight restrictions. It's sure. more of a um, I would say in some cases a certain uh, liquor boards a bit more of an optics uh, situation on lightweight glass, but the reality is is that, you know, glass is still very expensive to move, and you know, all of us in the industry should be looking at ways to reduce carbon footprint and look for greener solutions when it comes to wine consumption. No questions and, asked and, on that.
1: Yeah, and you've got some interesting products like boxes seem to be doing well. Boxed wine. Uh, I know that you're involved in you know seeking them out. What can you tell us about those innovations? Are they moving along?
5: Well, they are. I mean, first and foremost, just a, as I mentioned, they're a much cleaner and easier supply chain to get the paper and the um, uh, the plastic liners. They're fully recyclable yep. and people are putting, you know, uh, rated wines in 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 a box. Um, yeah, we work with finally. Pumper Grove. They put their famous, you know, Pinot Gris in a box every summer. Uh, it's a sellout for them in their wine club. Uh, we would love to see them do a lot more of that. We look, work with a company called uh, Delicato Family Vineyards um, with their Monster Brand Boda Box. That's a multiple yeah. uh, awarded uh, wine in a in a really convenient format that's, frankly, pretty darn good for the planet.
2: What about beer? What about beers like Guinness and imported?
5: Yeah, I mean, it, they're still stuck with the same thing, and I would say that there's even more pressure on cans. Um, uh, you, it's well publicized that there's real bottle shortages in places like argentina right now because they had a, a major fire in a bottle facility so it's very hard just to get pulled and order any at all out of argentina but if you've seen the trends in the industry uh, phenomenal success of spritzers white claw being the most notable fantastic success in that in that segment um that puts a lot of pressure on people trying to get uh their hands on tin and uh so when you have um you know, t- sort of tens of millions of cases of these uh, spritzers selling, it's pulling tin supply away from other producers. But the case of Guinness, which was I saw on the television the other day, that's just as much to do with the supply chain issues and boats being late. Um, mm. I right now I asked someone this morning my logistics department what percentage in 2021 of our deliveries from Europe have made it on time, and we're below 35 oh. percent. So um, it's, it's a really uh, tough situation, and I don't hold my third-party logistics supplier at all accountable for that. That's just a function of um, incredible congestion and hold-up and labour shortages on the water and in transit. Uh-
1: well, Chris, uh, that is a great update for us and for our listeners. I guess the big message is to get out early and uh, get what you need. Don't panic. Don't buy off uh, every bottle on the shelf, but take what you need and leave some for your neighbours, I guess. It's going to be a, a, a long haul through the holiday season.
5: Yeah, and I think we're just going to have to look at other choices. I think it's a good opportunity for other segments. You know, I mentioned California sparkling wine. Uh, I had a great glass of Rotor Estate from um anderson valley the other day yeah uh, you know people should be looking at at some of those options in lieu of certain things that they can't get their hands on
1: sure chris thanks so much i know you're busy up in uh, whistler at the moment but thanks for uh, checking in with us and keeping us up to date uh, we've had a couple of great pandemic uh, updates from you we look forward to speaking to you in the new year thanks very much you guys all the best thank you okay chris hopmeister ceo of select wines canada reminder we're heard weekly on 16 bounce radio stations across the province including bounce 106.9 fm and nelson thank you for listening up there up next our old friend casey karen mcsherry president and ceo of gourmet warehouse i'm anthony gizmondi i'm casey wilson and you're listening to the bc food and wine radio network there's more to come this is the bc food and wine radio network
4: The Maipo Valley is a -a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com.
1: You know you want it, so come and get it. The Modest Butcher invites you to Happy Hour every day from 2 to 4 p.m. On the menu, beers, cocktails, wine by the glass or half liter, and don't forget about the new Appies. Also making a comeback? Tommy and Tannen Tuesday. Get their tremendously-sized tomahawk steak with all the fixings and a bottle of their tomahawk-worthy vino for $180. For more details and to book, visit ModestButcher.com. Come and get it.
4: This winter, the Inn at Therapy Vineyards invites you to get away for a luxurious retreat experience. Modern rooms overlooking the vineyards and Lake Okanagan set the tone for a relaxing stay on the Naramata bench. Sip award-winning Therapy Vineyard wines on your patio, soak in the hot tub, and enjoy a guided tasting experience in the wine shop. Book your room online today or order Therapy Wines delivered to your door at therapyvineyards.com. Because everyone needs a little therapy. Clos de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Clos de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The results, wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at closdesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles.
0: Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio, here's Anthony Gismondi and
1: Casey Wilson. Hello everyone, we're back and it's only five weeks to Christmas, which means uh, regular Christmas guests must be on the line. And that's our good friend Karen McSherry. She's the president and CEO of Gourmet Warehouse. Karen McSherry, how are you?
7: Oh Tony, I'm great. I'm just happy to be talking to you. So yeah, let's roll.
1: We're happy you're still open. So the pandemic has kept you go you've kept going through the whole pandemic.
7: You know what? I had no idea that so many Vancouverites and online people didn't own a fry pan. It was shocking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well there you go. Well, hopefully uh-huh. today uh, some more. We'll get some more today. Uh, we got a lot of, to talk about. I'm going to kick it off because I'm completely intrigued about 3D cocktails. I don't even know what that means anymore. Uh, you say I can print a cocktail, or what? What is that all about?
7: It's it's it, actually I'm really happy to tell you that it's a it's a Canadian invention. Um, a group from Montreal did it. So what they do is they compress all the flavors. Let, let let's take um a gin and tonic for example they compress the flavor the aromatics that it needs to make a gin and tonic so Mm -hmm. um you put it in and they they'll add a little something something and they've pressed it into like about a one inch 3d form so imagine a mold it's gone into a mold you drop the mold into your cocktail glass you add your tonic you stir and then put in your alcohol, and you have got this. It has a little bit of an effervescence, but there's about nine different flavors. And wow. they're fantastically fun. Great. So you what got ta- you, you,
1: you get a six-pack for seventeen ninety nine.
7: dollars Correct. And they're all individually wrapped, so they stay fresh. You just open them. You buy two or three flavors. You have a cocktail party. If you're not a mixologist, it turns yeah. you into one like that.
8: <laughs>
1: I love it.
2: Well, I'm very curious about the food crayon gift.
7: Okay, this was, I I got in touch. Somebody called me and said, are you interested in this sample? I said, send me everything. I like to learn all these things. And people, now that there's no trade shows because of this horrible time we're living in, I have to sort of find everything through people. So what they are, they're edible crayons. and, And just imagine a waxed crayon. They come in a glass vial. You crack the vial and then it comes with a little pencil sharpener. And the flavors are crazy. There might be a hundred different flavors, lemon, lime, chocolate, uh, black garlic, uh, basil, you name it, they have it. And so if you want um, on your salad, if you want to, on the tomatoes, you want to shave a little bit of basil, it would be fantastic. And you just shave it and it falls off in like, like a pencil shaving and and, and it's edible. Um, it's all the right things and then what's left over you can get a lot of dishes out of it it um you just put it in your fridge and then take it out also good for cocktail topper so if you've got a cocktail topper and you like the lime I would put that on top of like maybe a margarita and people go what is this and this little shaving and it's got flavor it's tastes just like a fresh lime in kind of a little bit of a, I'm going to say a little bit of a waxy, thin, thin, petal-shaped shaving.
1: Okay. Yeah. Our guest is uh, Karen McSherry, Gourmet Warehouse. By the way, uh, you could either follow along or definitely check all this stuff out at gourmetwarehouse.ca. So much there on that website, and that's where you can order all the stuff as well. Uh, Let's look at something. I'm kind of a big fan of paella. Now you have a kit to to make it easier for people. Is it? How does it make it easier? Tell me about this paella kit. Okay,
7: so this for all your Spanish listeners—they're just sitting back chuckling because they
1: cringing, yeah.
7: Yeah, like what are you talking? It is for North Americans who are entering into the world of easy, and they want something else. It's a paella pan, a Spanish paella pan. These are authentically Spanish. In Mm -hmm. the pan comes the rice the proper rice. There's a little vial of olive oil and saffron. So all you have to do is add your protein because you've got the pan, the oil, the seasoning and you just add your protein and you've got paella. And the okay. kit is like $29 and you've Love got it all and the pan then is good forever. You've just used up your rice and seasoning and you can replenish that really easily. A great gift.
2: And a great price, 28.99.
7: Yeah, it's fantastic. People are loving this because you've given something that they can kind of turn it into. Like, let's have a little Spanish night tonight, and I can do this because I've got everything. Just go buy your protein.
2: And I'm very interested in the boards that you have.
7: Oh, this is fantastic. And I, I love, I love, love to patronize and give all, throw all my support behind anybody local. This is a fellow that lives in Horseshoe Bay. And he came to us with these boards, and, and would would we ever be thinking we'd like to sell them? They're hand honed, polished. He's got all the different woods. And they are the most beautiful things that you've ever seen. And he he hand polishes and and makes them glorious. Now, I will say out of the gate, they are not cheap. Anything that's hand done where he cuts the wood, he polishes the wood, he makes it all food safe for the charcuterie boards, they're not. They start, you know, upwards of $100. $130, I think, is the cheapest board. But, wow, are they beautiful. And you support a local guy um, just doing it.
2: And makes an incredible centerpiece. Great idea. Oh,
7: they're really, really beautiful. When you rub your hand along the top, it's just sort of like, almost like glassine. And he's such a nice guy. Yeah, it, it, I love, I have one and I love mine.
2: And for the kids, hot chocolate bombs.
7: This was a big thing last year, and we got, you know what, we got on the train at the caboose end of it, and we didn't get any bombs because they were all gone. So they've sort of done um, like a like a little snowman, and it's it's hollow, but inside it's like a chocolate outside, and then inside is a little hot chocolate bomb. So you pour your hot milk over this little snowman, and the snowman melts, and inside is the whole chocolate hot chocolate flavor, and you have an instant cup of hot chocolate and kids go crazy for it
2: yes I want three of those Karen
7: they're super cute yeah you've got kids they they are so cute Casey they're yeah they're darling and everybody's loving them so we did get on the we 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 got on the the locomotive this year and got them
2: and Tony needs a toaster
7: (laughs) okay (laughs) we have a toaster (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
2: Tony, why why? what's
7: wrong well, with your
1: toaster? Oh man, it just uh, you know it's, it's just lousy every time. it's so hard I to buy a toaster.
7: It is you know, here's my tip. Don't spend the world in dollars on a toaster because they're not a long lasting item. And when toast doesn't toast, it's so frustrating. Your eggs are ready and now your toast is limp. Not good
1: okay Um, uh, well there's plenty you've got a nice selection that you've sort of hand curated on your site so people can check that out at gourmetwarehouse.ca we do Uh, yeah Uh, I'm kind of interested I'm I'm interested about this vacuum food storage system you have now do people you do this before or after you're cooking meals or how how does it work
7: this is a super cool thing that's put out by a company called Zwilling. you'll know them by their knife brand um and they're one of the biggest global um companies in the world and they not only make knives and everything but this is brand new so it is a that think of the the wine pump tony where you're sucking the air out of the wine this thing does it in, in dishes and in plastic bags or, or, or special bags. They're not plastic bags. They're a special bag. So most people, most chefs know that you don't, when, when you read a recipe and it says, oh, marinate for 15 minutes. Well, there's no such thing as marinating in 15 minutes, not even an hour. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't happen. It's some sticky, sugary sauce sitting on top of your chicken and you think that's going to do it. Surprise, newsflash, mm. it's not. So what this does is you put your marinade in these dishes. I found it fantastic. You put your chicken or your prawns or your beef or whatever, and and you pump the air out, and it's automatic. You don't have to hand pump it. You push this little button, and it extracts all the air. So now the product is in an anaerobic position to now breathe only the marinade in, and it's awesome and then for storage all dry storage like coffee beans or granola or or things that go stale just sitting there you put it in the bag and this valve thing is on the outside of the bag you use your little kit and and you charge this thing um with the uh, charger you know like your phone charger so it works really really well and things stay fresh for months it's uh, I love mine they have a wine one and i will say that you know what why bother i just drink the whole bottle never mind saving
1: (laughs) karen uh well (laughs) i mean the time just flies by but of course people can check you out on the website just tell us very quickly when are you open over the holidays or how can people come there is it all online
7: yeah yeah okay so now there's no more lineups which is refreshing um everybody in my store is vaccinated and we are all clean and healthy and there's no lineups we're open every single day seven days a week up until three o'clock on christmas eve uh online we have everything um and we're 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 poised and ready and if you don't know what you want we have gift baskets and don't forget don't be afraid if you have a twenty dollar or a thirty dollar friend because we all have them and we have those gifts to to fill those wishes because you don't have to spend the moon to make people smile
1: Karen, thanks so much. Today really enjoyed that, and uh, we wish you all the best for the holiday season. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon.
7: Thanks for inviting me again. I always enjoy talking to you. Thank Karen you, Karen
1: McSherry, President CEO, Gourmet Warehouse. Up next, we're heading to California, Sonoma County, talk with an old buddy, Randy Ellum. He's the Chief uh, Wine Master at Kendall Jackson Wines. I'm Anthony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson, and we're available on the radio and all the top podcast platforms. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network.
4: There are so many ways to experience the wines of Black Hills Estate Winery in Oliver, BC this season. Whether it's a weekend getaway to wine country or some early holiday planning, check out all of our new releases. Wine Club members can enjoy exclusive benefits, including VIP wine experiences and access to member-only wines like our rare Carmenere, With delivery to your door with temperature-controlled shipping year-round. For details and to book a seated wine experience, visit Blackhillswinery.com.
0: Bold award-winning.
7: Discover gold. It's the season for big bold red wines at Gold Hill Winery in Oliver. We've built our reputation on age-worthy Bordeaux-style reds. Join our wine club today and receive a $25 gift along with other fantastic benefits. For more information, go to goldhillwinery.com. Discover gold. Gold Hill Winery on the beautiful Golden Mile Bench in Oliver. Online, goldhillwinery.com.
4: Invest in one of the fastest growing real estate markets in Canada. Green Square Vert is a modern collection of condos and townhomes in the heart of Kelowna's vibrant lower mission, offering thoughtfully designed one to four bedroom units starting as low as $399,000. Located just steps from Kelowna's best shopping, beaches, schools, and more. Rent your unit worry free with access to top property management firms. For more info on Green Square Vert, visit greensquare.ca. Experience award-winning wines at Tinhorn Creek Vineyards. The tasting room is open daily from 11 to 6. Elevate your experience with a black glass blind tasting. Want something more intimate? Book a private, varietal-specific stemware tasting. For VIP treatment, join the Crush Club. Membership includes regular wine shipments, 15% off purchases, early access to new releases, and free premium experiences. Don't forget, Miradoro Restaurant is also open daily. For reservations and more, Tinhorn.com.
0: Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio, here's Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson.
1: Hello British Columbia from Summerland to Fort Nelson and all the cities in between here on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmondi.
2: I'm Casey Wilson.
1: And our next guest is Randy Ullum. He is the wine master at Kendall Jackson. I can't think of a, bitter, a, a bigger job and perhaps a better job than working at Kendall Jackson. Uh, Randy, great to have you back on the show. How are you doing? Are you all rested up from harvest? I'm I'm getting really rested from harvest.
6: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually in a beautiful
6: spot right now. You, you couldn't ask for a nicer place on the planet, and the harvest was wonderful. It was, um, uh, as I've mentioned, it's a little. It well, it was a great harvest. Uh, Event free. The yeah, that's no nice. rains of any you know significance. No fire. No smoke. And just if you ask anybody in the you know, any winemaker, uh, they're all gonna be ecstatic about this 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 season.
1: Yeah. It used to be no rain was what you wanted, but no rain and no wildfires, that is now the, the new uh the new <laughs> world I guess. It's great not to have that. Yeah. Do you remember how to have a normal harvest or does it all kick in?
6: Oh yeah. No, this is all second nature. If you've been around for a while, it's just ah, another harvest. Easy peasy. You know, regardless <laughs> of what happened. <laughs>
2: yeah you know what it sounds like you're in Hawaii <laughs> I,
6: am. I am so it's been oh. uh, it's been one week since our since our our uh, uh, since last our um, our last pick uh, yeah. Wednesday literally and and we stopped at at about uh, eight in the morning uh, last Wednesday in in uh, Monterey with our last Chardonnay, the last of our grapes there. And then it's about three o'clock in the afternoon in Santa Barbara with the last Chardonnay there. So it's all kind of, you know, in the, in the house, we're still moving a few gallons of juice around to get it into the appropriate barrels at the appropriate place. And I figure by the end of uh, this week, all of that will be where it needs to be and just continue fermenting to its happy state of wonderful wine.
2: And how well, do you I, I, celebrate, Randy? And do you have any superstitions when you're doing harvest?
6: No, I'm not superstitious. Uh, <laughs> and you celebrate each day with a glass of wine. Start your day with Chardonnay.
2: Well, I think mm-hmm. I thought maybe you put on some special boots.
6: No, I, ha- I wear the same boots all year. They're <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little dirtier during, <laughs> during and after harvest than they are the rest of the year. Because uh, we get a lot of mileage yeah. out because we have so many vineyards to look at and and and, and taste through. Um, but no dance, well, no, you know, nothing like that.
1: Yeah, I've been listening intently, and I'm uh, I love to hear that you finish the harvest picking Chardonnay when most people would think you're probably picking Cabernet Sauvignon at the end. Uh, but that's not the case when you have so many so many great coastal cool vineyards. I I would suspect.
6: That's so true because the north coast, north of the Golden Gate Bridge, is we have you know every variety up there, and and we usually do end with uh, cabernets. That, that, that's a fact, and that's how we ended up there. Um, but then, but then, due to the fact that Monterey and Santa Barbara are so cool, and Santa Barbara has such a long uh, growing season, we usually end with with that in the south coast. Sometimes we'll end. Actually, with the Pinot up in the Anderson Valley, up in Mendocino County, but that whole region yep. was, you know, ten days to to a week early, and
8: mm-hmm. for the
6: whole harvest, everything and the and the the heart, you know, the growing season in Monterey and Santa Barbara was a week to ten days later. So that that you add that together, and you're, you know, that's twenty days of differential, and. If you know, everything had come, you know, started the way it would have, it would have been a race to see which which finished last: the Chardonnay down south yeah. or the Pinot in the Anderson Valley. So it's just a fluke of Mother right. Nature in the growing season this year. Uh, but and, yep. and then the cab, uh, we can't ever forget that. Usually in the Napa, you know, Vitor Peak cab stuff like that, you know, is also tied tied for, you know, being the yeah. end of the North Coast pick.
1: Um, but everything. Well, uh the, Mother
6: Nature switched it around.
1: Yeah, the the good news for us, Randy, is that the border is open now, and so Canadians are flooding across the border back into the U.S. Uh, and so, uh, can you give us a quick update on visiting Kendall Jackson? What what's happened? Like with, since the pandemic, we haven't been down there for two years. So, any changes? And, and North.
6: And nor have i been allowed into your country but now that the gates are open i think they'll <laughs> let me in and i can't wait to come visit everybody but what's going on here so you know during the pandemic the kendall jackson wine estates and gardens has been opened and closed and open and closed all depending on the rules but where we've settled out now in pretty much every winery tasting room in the area uh, we are open you have to uh, make an appointment uh to to come yeah. And, you know, you have to maintain we have the tables, you know, fairly distance, distance apart. And you have to wear your mask when you're greeted and, and when you're mm-hmm. walking around. But sitting at the table while you're tasting the wines or, or, or tasting the food or, or both together, you're mask free, maskless.
2: And that's and, Partake okay. Restaurant.
6: The Partake Restaurant that we used to have up in, in Healdsburg, we have closed that a couple of years ago. And now we're doing our little food and wine pairing at the wine center is almost like a real lunch uh, or dinner, even though it's not at night, but it's not just a little morsel of food, you know, one spoonful of food with each, with each glass. It's, it's like lunch. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an amazing tasting feat and extravaganza. And so it, it is, it, it takes um, partake to a whole new level. And then of course with Tucker, our, our our master gardener and Justin, our master chef, and our wines—it's uh, a synergistic yeah, it's a
1: great ecstasy, is what it is. Our guest is Randy Ellum, he's a wine master at Kendall Jackson. Randy, I know you have some other responsibilities besides California, and you got a, do you have something new coming out of Chile that's that's low cal? Is it low cal or low alcohol or what? What is it?
6: Oh, okay. No, well, we have yeah. In one sentence, there's two different things going on. We at Kendall Jackson, uh, we released and are make uh, it's a trial basis last year, and we're going uh, full bore this season uh, with a low calorie Chardonnay. So it's basically our Vintners Reserve Chardonnay with 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 um, just a hair less uh, new oak in it, and and it has one-third less calories. I think it's usually 100 and change of the calories in a, a regular glass of wine. This is 80 to 85. Right. So it's lower calorie, yeah. lower alcohol. It runs around 9 to 9.5 versus 13.5 to 14. So you, as you're drinking wow. this, you're going to potentially lose weight, I think. Um, <laughs> so it should be a, a, great, a great hit. And so that's new and that's actually, you know, doing quite well. Um so we did it in a test market last year in a few states and it's all systems go uh for that. It it was originally under the Avant label. This year it's gonna come out as a yep. true under the true Kendall Jackson label as we bottle it up here in okay. the next uh in spring. But what's also going on, I I oversee the project down in Chile and yeah. We are now dialed in and focused on just Chardonnay and Pinot Noir along the coast of the south coast of of Chile, which is kind of like being in the north coast of California. And we have bottled up. It'll be released, I believe, in March. You know, limited production, high-end, uh, Pinot and Chardonnay from our very own vineyards there. In fact, you were at the vineyard. You remember the big yeah. rock we sat on? <laughs>
1: Well, the rock is still there. Was it San Francisco? Is it it San Francisco? No, it was called Cisco then. It was called Cisco. Oh, yeah, okay. And we changed
6: the name to Maricero, which means Mars, uh, ocean, and Cero is hill. So because of the hills and the close proximity to the ocean, it's now called Maricero. And the name of the the brand is Dakel, D-A-K-E-L. It's in Racco Welch, but Dakel. (laughs) <laughs> supposed to be a joke, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, the cow <laughs> uh, uh, in the in the in the native uh, Chilean uh, folks uh, language um, is to woo means to woo. So we were wooed from that region. Wooed Don Hartford and Andre Sanchez and myself have been wooed to this spot to make this wine, and I think everyone's going to absolutely love it. Wow.
2: Well, Randy, so I was great. wooed when I met you in Japan. Do you remember that?
6: Oh, I totally! What a surprise that was! in, in to, Tokyo, waking up, you know, early in the morning, going down to have or up to have uh, breakfast, and lo and behold, who's there? But you, Casey! I couldn't believe it. I couldn't All the way either. on the other side of the world. <laughs>
2: Good thing I was drinking Kendall Jackson for breakfast.
6: Oh, I know it. Well, you know what we say: start your day with. Chardonnay and KJ.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Randy, uh, so good to treat. catch up with you. We, we we can't wait to see you back up in Canada and, of course, to get down to California. Uh, and I, I don't want to interrupt your holiday any further. Uh, a few days in Kauai sounds absolutely magnificent to me, and I uh, hope you enjoy them. Oh, well, thank you so much.
6: It's always such an honor and a pleasure to chat with you both, and I wish you the absolute best. And hello to everybody. See you soon. Yeah. All righty. Aloha. Aloha and mahalo. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Thanks, Randy. (laughs) Uh, our guest was Randy Ellum. He's the wine master at Kendall Jackson, really fantastic guy, and uh, a fountain of knowledge about Chardonnay, that is for sure. Now, coming up next, Greg Hayes. He's the co-owner of Café Breo Victoria. Take a guess about how long he's been in business over there. It's a great story. He'll be next. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And you're listening to uh, the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Mm. There's more to come.
0: This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network.
4: Red Rooster Winery invites you to a visit for a sensory journey from grape to glass. Enjoy the sweeping vineyard, lake, and mountains from their cozy estate tasting room on Naramata Bench. This month, Red Rooster is featuring their new release Chardonnay, Sir the perfect white to have on hand while you enjoy the views. Seated tastings are offered seven days a week, noon to five this fall. Come for the views, stay for the wine. Visit redroosterwinery.com for more info. GizmondiOnWine.com, BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points.
0: With their easy-to-use search engine of over 30,000 plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points, and more.
4: Bookmark GizmondiOnWine.com for the new notes posted daily, each with a photo of the label.
0: Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists, original stories, and videos.
4: If wine matters
3: to you, join us at GizmondiOnWine.com.
0: Follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Giz. Monday on Wine.
3: Committed to handcrafting wines of distinction in Cowichan Valley, Unsworth Vineyards and Restaurant is a celebration of all things Vancouver Island. From a seasonally inspired menu showcasing fresh, local, sustainable ingredients to exceptional service and award-winning wines, Unsworth Vineyards gives bold new meaning to -to farm-to-table cuisine. During the month of December, if you can't make it to Unsworth in person, receive complimentary shipping throughout BC on 12 bottle orders with promo code Cowichan. Visit UnsworthVineyards.com. Taste the flavors of the season
4: at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Their heated patio is open with more space for you to dine safely. So come enjoy a menu showcasing ingredients from their on-site culinary garden. Pair your meal with a new release Summerhill wine for an extraordinary organic experience. The flavors of the season are in abundance at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Online, summerhill.bc.ca The Maipo Valley is a -a one-of-a-kind spot for Cabernet Sauvignon. Since 1850, Carmen, the first Chilean winery, has been recognized by the most prestigious publications for their innovative capacity to produce wines with identity, while at the same time remaining open to reinvention. For Carmen, it's not enough to be first. It's about being better than yesterday. Carmen, the first Chilean winery, reinventing itself since 1850. Find out more at Carmen.com.
0: Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio, here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Yeah, you
1: know you out. Yeah. Hello British Columbia, we're back and excited to catch up on the Victoria restaurant scene and we're pleased to welcome from Victoria, Greg Hayes, he's the co-owner of Café Brio. Uh, where the food is Italian-inspired in its rustic west coast, and he's been around there since 1997. Greg, uh, welcome to the show. Great to have you on. Oh, thanks so much for
8: having me.
2: And let's, uh, let's start with what does Brio mean?
8: Oh, Brio is, uh, now the name of the restaurant was coined by my wife, uh, Silvia Marcolini, Uh, because she's Italian, and she did all the design work there. She got to name it. Brio is an Italian name that means spirited or vivacious, energetic. You will frequently see that term on the top left page of music. Uh And if you see the words con brio, you're supposed to play the piece with a lot of spirit. (laughs) Oh,
2: that's great.
1: That, and I think that's what's happened in your restaurant. Uh, I mean, any restaurant that could survive that long uh, must have a lot of spirit inside it.
8: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what, exactly what's going on.
1: What can you tell us about your customer? Like, I, I feel like you have a really strong connection to the customer. What is it that you, you focus on uh, that maybe perhaps other people don't?
8: Well, number one, any day of the week you go in there, you're going to find Sylvia and I working the floor. Uh, I, for instance, I am the only person that ever answers the phone. I take all the reservations, which means I speak to every single person that made a reservation. Uh, we establish a little bit of a, of a rapport right off the bat. And -hmm. people have said to me before, well, why don't you do open table? I said, because that is cold and impersonal. (laughs) Never mind, You lose complete control of the book. Yes. I'm not losing control of the book and people love it when they can talk to you. That's the way it should be. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. its you know what it is? It's just more of a personal touch. And my staff, many of them have been with me the entire 25 years. They've come to know the customers. Um, we're closer in age to the client base, which is a good thing. And um, it's just a more personal experience at Brio. If we make them feel like they're coming to our house for dinner. Yeah. And
2: you have a very good chef, Chef Lawrence Munn. And he left you for a while and had bismarino restaurant in vancouver but what happened there he, yeah
8: well it wasn't his and he did he um in the very beginning our original chef was uh, sean brennan uh, he and his partner mark went on to open brasserie l'école over here uh, about four or five years into his mandate um, and and laurie worked under sean very briefly but when sean left and we promoted the next guy Laurie thought, well, I'm not moving up the ladder anytime soon. That's why he moved to Vancouver. And he did the rounds of the top restaurants. Um, I wish I could remember the names now, uh, but top places in the city. He worked in all of them. And he was the opening chef at Bizz He was not the sh- the owner. But all of the food and number one new restaurant in Vancouver, that was all Laurie. Mm. Uh,
1: well, I'm, I'm – you know, I, I get it. I, I... – the restaurant is so comfortable. I think that's one thing that, that makes it uh, famous. So I wanted to talk a bit to you today because I've just I'm just knocked out by the wines by the glass list, and uh, because I find it incredible that I would go in a restaurant today with 30 or 60 or 80 wines on the list, and I have to hunt for half an hour to find one wine that I, you know, that will give me comfort that evening. And uh, every mm-hmm. one of every one of your wines on the wine by the glass, I wouldn't know which one to pick. What, what is that all oh. about? Like, <laughs> Giovanni Rosso, fantastic. Uh, Palacio, fantastic. Uh, Amalia, oh, my God. You know, like, how,
8: what is it? Well, we... Uh since we reopened after covid first of all a little background here i lost my i lost my sommelier my wine girl she did all of the meetings with all of the agents i didn't have to lift a finger i was pretty much semi-retired well we lost her when we reopened and i lost my front end girl when we reopened so i had to take these jobs back on again and i just went back to my roots um, when we had the Herald Street Cafe, we yep. uh, were really lucky to win the West, the Best Wine by the Glass program in the world. That was jointly sponsored by Decanter and Robert Mondavi. Yep. I got the first prize, which was the biggest bottle of Cab Reserve they ever made. And um, our 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 approach then was exactly the same as it is now. We would have a core list of maybe a dozen wines by the glass and a real cross-section of wines. you got to go from light to heavy. We feature Italian, of course, so that's why we do that. But in addition to that, we also did specials. I have a fresh sheet that I do every day as well that you may not have seen, Uh, and at the moment it just happens to be another Italian wine feature. But last week it was a French wine feature. Mm -hmm. I've got Oregon coming up. So a, a red and a white from a particular winery maybe, or a particular region. And then on top of that, I also go to the liquor store um, at least once a week, and I'll pick out half a dozen bottles of stuff, something interesting. There's always good shelf talkers. I trust the uh, product consultants implicitly, and I take the wines back. We open all of them. We Mm -hmm. just sample them, and then we sell them off at cost that night to the customer. That way, we get a tasting for free, and this is how we find all these wines. Uh, To answer your question, you just have to try a lot of wine, Tony.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I'm up up for that. Hey, our guest is Greg Greg Hayes. Uh, He is co-owner, along with his partner, Sylvia Marcolini of Cafe Brio uh, in Victoria. Uh, Why don't we tell people, uh, I just want to get your phone number out, because if you're not using uh, uh, any other way, people got to call you. What's the number to call?
8: They have to phone 250-383-0009.
1: Okay, and, of course, you're at 944 Fort Street in Victoria. Uh, we are go at- ahead,
2: Casey. Greg, I just want, we just have a couple of minutes, but what is your food
8: concept at Café Brio? Uh, the food concept is now and always has been fresh local only uh we have um uh, contracts with local growers in the Sandwich peninsula the vegetables and greens come in almost on a daily basis fresh um satellite fish company who works off the pier in sydney he comes to our back door at least three times a week with a bag over his shoulder here's what we caught uh it's um it's as fresh as you could possibly get it Uh, We have our own charcuterie room, although in Italy they call it salumi. So we make all of that stuff in-house. Prosciutto, we age our prosciutto more than a year before we even serve it. Um, So it's just that approach. And in fact, my wife says, this is what makes us more Italian than some of the places that are serving lasagna and spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, which, by the way, are not Italian, really. Yeah. So we, we're we doing exactly <laughs> the same thing that they do in the restaurants that Sylvia and I travel to in Italy. Everything's got to be fresh, local, from the region, uh, and it, it expresses the food that you get right here. And, and
2: you, I understand that you have half portions are available, no problem
8: ordering them. Yeah, we started that 15 years ago. I was shocked that nobody copied us. The public loves it. Yes. When I go out for dinner to a new restaurant, if I'm in a new city and I may not be back again, I sure as heck want to try everything. But have you ever gone to a restaurant and you said, "Would you mind if I have maybe just half a duck?" Chefs don't want to split anything; they they just won't do it. Yes.
1: No. Good for you. Uh, you also have a, a an incredibly knowledgeable audience, I believe. Uh, people in Victoria they know their food and they know their wine, and they, they it's a it's a great sort of cultural community that way for food and wine
8: absolutely no question about it that's exactly what's going on here
1: well greg uh, we're uh, i mean it's we're so excited to have a chance to talk to you and uh, not that we're introducing cafe brio to many people they know the place but that it's still up and running and still out of going at a very high level in victoria and uh, we couldn't recommend it uh more highly for people to get over there and try the food from from the mainland uh get yourself a reservation though call greg on the phone and ask him maybe what what, what table should i have when i call you what is the best table in the room you know, <laughs> that's uh, a
8: good one yeah the, well there's several of them of course i mean who doesn't like having dinner in a booth but we've got <laughs> our little quiet alcove area up front and for people that have hearing issues that's the most popular table You really, Tony, there's not a bad table in the joint. When it's full and it's humming and people are having a great time, there's no such thing as a bad table. Yeah.
1: Greg, uh, thanks so much. Great to catch up with you. And I hope to get in to see you soon uh, now that this pandemic's settling down.
8: That would be wonderful. Thanks, Tony.
1: Greg Hayes, he's the co-owner of Cafe Brio in Victoria. Folks, that's it for today's show. Uh, We covered a lot of ground today, but coming up on next week's show, we'll bring you the experts in online wine shopping just in time for the big rush ahead. Till then, I'm Anthony Gismondi.
2: I'm Casey Wilson.
1: And have a great weekend.
0: That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production.